Hello, creative, and welcome back to the Empowered Creatives podcast, finding confidence between hustle and burnout. I'm your host, Victoria Hines, creative career coach, helping creatives just like you navigate those twists and turns in your creative career. Let me tell you, launching a business is not easy. In fact, I think launching a business was one of the hardest things I have ever done in my life. Moving to Chicago right after college, uh, not knowing what my next job was going to be, that was pretty difficult too. But launching a business in 2020 was my next step to leveling up in my life, in my career, in my creativity. Um, And what do I mean by that? I mean that it was the thing that terrified me that scared me half to death, that I really had no idea what the heck I was doing. Um, Some days I still don't know what I was doing. Um, But that first two years was a roller coaster ride. And for all of the other creatives who listen to this show, if you are launching a business, if you are creating work and putting that work out there and making those small, steady steps towards a bigger and bolder creative career. Oftentimes what happens is when you start opening yourself up to more and more possibilities, you launch a business, suddenly all of these good things come your way and all of the problems start opening up. And one of the hardest things with being a solopreneur, not working a nine to five, you know, nine to five, somebody else is usually above you. There's somebody else who's the CEO. Somebody else is setting the vision, the priorities. But as as the business owner, as the founder, as the CEO of your business, your creative career, you get to make all the decisions. And you also have to make all the decisions. And one of the most difficult things is figuring out what the hell do you focus on? Things aren't always going to go smoothly. Things aren't always going to go perfectly. You are going to hit snags. You are going to hit hurdles. You are going to hit those slow times. You're going to hit those moments where you want to grow. You want to get to the next level. You see other people who have done it before and you just don't know how to get there. And you are looking at this big, wide, massive crevice that you have to cross. And you have to figure out What is the thing that is going to get you from this side of the crevice to the other side? One of my favorite quotes, and I am so glad I learned this really early on in launching my own business. It is from one of my favorite founders, co-founders, Kim Malik. For those of you who don't know Kim Malik, she is the co-founder of Salt and Straw Ice Cream based in Portland, Oregon, which is now kind of all over the world. They've definitely expanded. Um, I'm a big ice cream lover. I have the cookbook. I got it in 2020. I make a ton of their ice cream. I am a mega, mega fan. Um, But I listened to a podcast episode that Kim Alec was on, and she had this beautiful quote that I literally wrote on a sticky note and stuck it nearby, and it's never left me. The quote is this, what's my next problem to solve and who can help me. Gosh, what's my next problem to solve and who can help me? It seems so simple, right? 
But when you are sitting in the driver's seat of your creative career and you are the founder and CEO and COO and CIO and every single C-suite seat um, of your own creative business and your career, it can be really difficult to shut out all of the noise, all the things you could possibly be doing and feeling stretched in a thousand different directions and reground yourself into this simple question. What's your next problem to solve and who in the world can help you? I can give you an example. When I launched my business, I think about a year and a half, maybe two years in, um, I knew I was this isn't, this is, I guess this is a humble brag, but I knew I was resonating with my audience. I had my website up. I had a podcast that I had started. I had done a lot of work with my messaging. I knew the product that I was selling, but I was really struggling with getting clients, which was how my business was operating. I know other artists who have, you know, struggled uh, to sell their work to clients. I know writers who have struggled to find um, publishers for their work. Um, we all, you know, if we are running a business, somebody is buying our work. And I was really in this phase where I was very good at nurturing an audience, but somehow things were shutting down between, oh yeah, I really resonate with that. And then actually making a sale. And I had to take a step back and ask myself, what was the biggest problem I was facing? Was it my selling techniques? Did I really just not know how to sell in a way that felt good to me, but also would instill confidence in the people I was talking to? Was it my marketing? Was my messaging not right? Was I not targeting the right audience? Um, There are so many different possible things that could have been going wrong. And I had to hone in on the moment and really ask myself as the CEO of my business, well, what's the one problem? What do I want to focus on right now? Because if I had tried to do all of it at the exact same time, I would have burned myself out so quickly. So I decided to focus on selling first. And what did I, once I figured out I wanted to focus on selling, I found somebody, a sales coach who I know and love, Annie P. Ruggles, who was my sales coach. I found a sales coach to help me level up my game there. All of us have to narrow in on the one problem we want to solve. Otherwise, we are going to become quickly overwhelmed by all of the possible adventures, side quests, level ups that we could take on our way to that next step to the other side of the crevice. It's so easy to feel like there's a lot of noise. And what happens if you don't take a step back and figure out what your problem is? You're going to open yourself up to everybody telling you that what they do, the problem they solve, is the problem you have. Only you can decide what's the number one problem you have and what do you want to address in that moment. So what I mean by that is if, let's take the opposite example, and I actually went through one of these moments too. Hit a moment in my business. I didn't know what was happening. I still wasn't getting the pipeline. Um, sorry, I'm going to talk really businessy, but I wasn't getting as much of a, a pipeline into my business as what I was wanting. And I, I wasn't really quite sure what the problem was. 
Um, I, you know, I knew it had something to do with marketing, but there's a lot of different spheres of marketing. So there was a piece of me, was it the type of marketing I was doing? Was I not having the right lead magnet? Was my messaging off? Was I not getting in front of the right audiences? I just didn't quite know where that was breaking down. And I knew I had a problem I needed to fix, but instead of spending the time really getting to sit with that problem, I sort of rushed into solving it. I I found somebody who had a marketing course that they were test driving, and I, I felt like it was going to be the thing that fixed it all. Let me tell you, it was not the thing that fixed it all. I ended up stepping headfirst. And I think I was in that program for two, three weeks before I had to have a very honest and awkward conversation with the founder and say, hey, look, I I recognize what you're doing here. Everything you sold me, I've already done. And unfortunately, I don't actually think this is addressing the problem I'm solving. Very awkward conversation, but that is exactly what happens. I had to let go of a vendor and ask for my money back because I wasn't the CEO in that moment. I wasn't the person who was stepping up and saying, let me actually narrow in on what the problem is instead of looking for the quick fix. So this episode, I know I dove into a lot. This episode, I really want you to focus on what your one problem is. Amidst all the chaos, it is the one thing that is going to center you and help you level up. But to take it a step beyond that, I'm gonna share with you five strategies to help you hone in and figure out what that one problem is. Hey there, creative. I have a delightful invitation just for you. Imagine diving even deeper into the incredible world of living your life as an empowered creative, including more tips, tricks, and advice arriving straight into your inbox. Sounds pretty cool, right? Well, guess what? I've got something special brewing and I don't want you to miss out. Introducing my oh-so-awesome bi-weekly email newsletter. It's a vibrant community bursting with passion, curiosity, and the love of building a creative life. By joining my newsletter, you'll get first access to new promotions and launches, as well as my welcoming voice in your ear every other week. Also, I'll share with you my creative career audit worksheet a secret tool myself and clients have used during our own career transitions and pivots. So don't miss this opportunity to be my pen pal, as well as deepen your connection with fellow empowered creatives by heading to www.victoriahines.com or following the link in the show notes below. Thank you for being such an incredible listener. And I really look forward to sharing this exciting journey with you through both the podcast and my newsletter. Now, let's dive back into the show. All right, creative. So as I mentioned, let's say you have no idea what that number one problem is. Here are five strategies you can try to help you narrow it down. Strategy number one, do a SWOT analysis. Victoria, what in the world is a SWOT analysis? If you've never heard of a SWOT analysis, they are actually brilliant. They're quite simple. SWOT is S-W-O-T. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. That is exactly what a SWOT analysis is. You make a grid, you stick it up on a board, you stick it on a sheet of paper, and you take your business or you take your creative career and you do a SWOT analysis. You put pen to paper and say, okay, what are the strengths? What's going well for you? 
What are your weaknesses? Where are the areas where it's faltering a little bit, where you feel like you don't quite have the traction that you're wanting? Maybe what are some opportunities? What are things you've heard about that you've just never applied to? Where are some spaces where you could grow your career, where you could grow your business? Um, A new medium maybe, or a new marketing tactic you haven't tried yet? And then what, last but not least, what are your threats? What are the things that could frankly put you under, could hold you back, could keep you from crossing over and growing in the way that you want to grow? All right, so that's a SWOT analysis. Strategy number two, what's your biggest need? What's your biggest need right now? What is hurting the most? If you go to something like Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, it starts with um, we all have to fulfill certain things in our life in order to move up in that hierarchy. It's an imperfect model, but um, it could be a fun thing to go back to. But we all have to have food, water, air, shelter. And then you move to things like protection and security. And then you move to things like community and love and it grows and grows and grows. So if you focus on your career and you focus on your business, what is your biggest need? Where are you hurting right now? Is it the money? Are the Is the cash flow just not there? Is it clients? Is it an audience? Are you feel like you're just not being able to grow or speak to new people? Maybe it's sales. Maybe you have a really great audience. You have an audience who really enjoys and knows and likes what you do, but you're just not selling a product or you can't sell um, whatever you are creating. It's just not hitting. Or maybe it's innovation, it's growth. Maybe you're feeling creatively stagnant or you're lacking that inspiration. Whatever your answer may be, take a moment, focus on it. What is your biggest need right now? Not in the future, right in this moment. Strategy number three. Analyze your competition. Competition is, and try not to get too um, caught up with um, imposter syndrome with this one um, or FOMO, but analyzing your competition can tell you where are you maybe missing out? Where have you not updated your strategies or stepped up your game? What are other people doing that you You would like to be doing what they're doing, but you haven't made it there yet. What are the strategies that they're trying? What do they do well? Maybe that's an area where you need to improve. By taking a look at who your competitors are out there, and it's not that you always need to compete with them. It's more, think of it as more like a sounding board to get new ideas on where you could level up to next. Strategy number four prioritize the impact and feasibility. So let's say you've done the analysis, you've tried to figure out your biggest needs, you've looked at your competition, you probably, there's a, there's a high possibility you have a ton of ideas. I know you, you're creative, lots of ideas come into your brain. So you have a ton of ideas and it's hard to choose what's the one, what's the biggest one. Sometimes the best thing to focus on is what is going to have the biggest impact as well as is the most feasible. What would be maybe a quick win, so to speak? So if you take all of those potential problems you could focus on, the problems you want to solve, 
you can stack rank them. Um, stack rank them by impact. If you fix that problem, which one would have the biggest impact on your career or business? And then the second, the second, hmm, the second stack rank is feasibility. How easy is it to fix that problem? Is it something as simple as changing up your email game? Or is it more complex? Is it a massive problem like you just want to get your book published and you don't know who to go to next? That's a pretty big problem to uh, to solve. I also want you to, when you're um, prioritizing impact and feasibility, go ahead and consider both the short-term and long-term consequences. Sometimes impact and feasibility can feel like a short-term fix, but I want you to also look at Is it having a big impact in the short term or would it have a really big impact a while from now, like three months, six months, a year from now? Strategy number five, go back to your why. Go back to why why you stepped into this career, why you launched this business. Why did you do it in the first place? And I want you to ask yourself, are you still on track? Are you still connected to that why? Sometimes the problem isn't as simple as a a rut, maybe, or a kink in your sales or marketing tactics or anything along those lines, or your creativity even, or the product. Sometimes the kink goes all the way back to the heart of the why. And if you've navigated away from that why... It could be that your business, your career, you, in fact, are missing the heart of why you are doing what you are doing. All right, creative. So this week, I want you to identify that one problem. What is the one problem that you need to focus on right now? that is going to make the biggest impact so that you can get from where you are today to the next step on your journey and where you want to be tomorrow. Once you figure out what that one problem is, find somebody to help. It could be an Instagram search. It could be a website search. It could be reaching out to me as a creative career coach and just asking a question um, it can just find somebody who has some expertise that maybe you're lacking, maybe that third, that um, secondary opinion, somebody who can see the forest instead of just stuck amongst the trees. Find somebody who you know and trust who can give you that perspective and who can help you. All right, creative, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And until next week, stay creative.